0: So I was having a conversation with my friend Camille. We do this live audio recording. Sometimes it's live audio. Sometimes it's live video. We have a series called Wellness for the Busy Woman in Business on LinkedIn and Facebook and everywhere else. So the funny thing, though, is that because I've been so busy, Camille has been carrying the weight of coming up with the topics and... Scheduling and writing up all the descriptions, which is wonderful. It's a huge help, and I love that she does that. So she's been picking some really great topics lately. Earlier today, we had a LinkedIn audio room. We try to go live on video, but the audio was not working properly. So we said, you know what? Let's just scrap this and let's just go do a live audio instead of live video on LinkedIn. Those are always fun because I don't have to worry about getting myself together, dressing up. I'm here as I'm recording this in my bread love uniform. So today's topic was what is your inner hero and why it's a must in business and life. When I hear about the inner hero, it really does bring up a couple of different things for me. And one of them is Whether or not I believe myself to truly be a hero and all the things that I had to go through to get to this point in my life, I see it as kind of an observer in a way to look back and determine what about my life is really worth sharing. What about my life is something that is going to help somebody else? What about my trauma and my hurt and pain can be somebody else's survival guide? For a long time, I did not accept my gifts. I did not believe that I could be a hero to somebody. Even though I stand in front of people almost every single day, I see hundreds and hundreds of people a week and I have a platform. I have an in-person platform at the gym where I get to see people in person and speak and they look up to me. They literally look up to me as I'm standing on the platform. And then I have my online platforms, my social media. I have my podcast. I have my retreats. And to me, it's been such a journey. I don't think that I would be able to do all the things that I do now without having the support and the mentorship and the people in my life that really do bring out these gifts in me. And they see me and they see greatness where I didn't see greatness, where all I saw was this shy little girl. I was always lacking in things. I always felt like I had this mindset that things weren't going to last. I felt that I wasn't going to live that long. I, To me, it's, it's surprising that I've made it this far still. And at this point in my life, I want to live forever. Like, I really do. I really feel that I have so much to do. I have so much to make up for. But that's just me and my internal dialogue, my own internal, I guess, insecurities or I feel like I have this lack of time to maybe prove something, either prove to myself or prove to the world that I do have something to give. So when she brought up this hero topic, it it really made me think in a different way and dig deep into why it was that maybe I was feeling this way. So I'm going to tell you now about some of the different qualities of being a hero. And I guess as I began to go into some of these things, I said to Camille, you know what? We have these qualities and we might as well nurture them. And we have a responsibility to share them with the world because people need this, especially in this current state of affairs in the world. We we need that. We need to dig deep and we need to see Where it is that we need to work internally and how that work is going to impact the people around us. So, we always have to take care of number one. We always have to, if we're going to be, for example, looking at other people and judging, we have to look inwardly first. And we then realize that what we're judging in other people is already inside of us and we have to fix that. If we find ourselves lacking in compassion with other people, it's because we are lacking in compassion with ourselves. So that self-reflection, I believe, is step one into stepping into that hero mindset, that hero mentality that you need to have, especially if you're a parent, especially if you have people who depend on you. You have to reflect. So the qualities that you admire in others are the qualities that you have within you. And sometimes the things that you criticize in others are the things that are not the best in you. So it's something to really think about because I used to be very judgmental, but I have worked tremendously on taming that negative side of things over the years and also recognizing some of the things that make you feel alive. You know, like ask yourself in this state in your life, in this on this day, as you're listening to me, what makes you feel alive? What makes you feel down? How are you feeling in this moment as you're listening to this? What are some of the emotions that some of what I'm saying is bringing up in you? What are some of the emotions that you would like to have instead? What are the strengths that you currently possess? And how can you use them to make a difference? So there's a lot here. Like If you want to live life with intention, you have to look at all these things. I always say that how you do one thing is how you do everything. How you behave with one person is how you behave with everyone. And there were times, of course, when I would say there are two very distinct sides of me. There's the side that is the super professional business side. And there's the ultra goofy, stupid, crazy side of me that very few people get to see. And not everybody gets to have access to that because that's how I want it. I feel that. That side of me is almost like, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of (laughs) (laughs) self-coaching. Now that I think about it, that side of me is who I've always been. And it was the side of me that was dimmed due to trauma, due to having a near-death experience, due to being molested as a child, due to trusting adults who did not have my best interest, due to not Having my mom, my mom died when I was young. And that side of me is something that got suppressed over time. Like I just retreated into this shell and it became very, very hard to crack. So it was a long time before I could actually just be myself. So when I am behaving a certain way, that is who I am. I'm bubbly, I'm crazy, I'm fun, I'm stupid, funny, but not everybody gets to see that. And now that I think about it, I really do like it that way. I like that I have this other very distinct side of me that is the coach, that is the instructor, the personal trainer, that is the business person, the mentor. And uh, but it's good for me to have both sides so I can see everything and I can tell certain things. I can discern certain things in people. Call it intuition. I guess the intuition was developed because of my introspectiveness, the way that I just sit quietly and observe. And that's why if you see me in a crowd, you're not going to see me in the middle. You're going to see me to the side observing, learning, taking stock of everything around me and discerning whether or not I want to step into somebody else's space, whether or not that person is deserving of, of my energy, for example. And whether or not I want to be exposed to the other person's energy and the qualities that that person is going to bring out in me, is it worth it for me to step into that space? Or is it just fine for me to be where I am and protect my energy, my peace? So introspectiveness, self-reflection is very important for you to ask yourself these questions is very important because you're going to discover something about you that you didn't know. So I ask you this question now, what is all of this bringing up in you? What are you thinking about? So as we move along, it's important to pause and think. A lot of these things will also come from the fears that we have about life, from the self-imposed limitations, because other people can say things to limit us. But at the end of the day, I truly believe that the biggest hurdles walls, limitations are the ones that we build ourselves. But here's the cool thing about that, because you are the one who's building the wall and setting the limitations. You are also the one who can remove those walls and limitations. How cool is that? Like if you take ownership of that and you're like, you know what? I did this. I can undo it. We all have our fears. We all have our fears and perceived limitations. And recognizing these things is not a sign of weakness, but it's a sign of Growth. It's an opportunity for us to say, okay, wow, how can I change this now? Oh, look at what I just discovered here. What can I do with this? How can I make it work for good? Why am I holding myself back? And there's a pause. Why do we pause? Because we have to answer the question. So for me, if I were to answer that question, I would say, I'm holding myself back because I'm afraid. I'm afraid of being seen. I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid of success and what that would look like and what that means. I'm afraid of extra responsibility. So what does it mean to you? Like, why are you holding yourself back? Ask yourself, how is this fear of X, Y, or Z shaping my decisions? There's a reason why sometimes we don't get as far in life as we would like. It's because we don't stop to think. We don't stop to analyze. We don't stop to ask and answer these questions. And then finally for this bit, how can I confront these fears constructively? When we embark on this journey of personal development, personal growth of becoming our best selves, of going from a caterpillar to a chrysalis to a butterfly, what is that process like? Because even through those processes, there's a pause for things to happen. Things don't just happen. Sometimes these things have to happen over weeks or months or even years. But I'm telling you right now that in order for us to be intentional with our lives, we have to take the time to ask, pause, and answer for ourselves. You see, no one else has the answers that you need. They're all already inside of you. And sometimes we're just a little bit afraid of what it means to answer honestly, because we are confronted with our shit. And that's just the plain and simple of it. We become confronted with all the things that sometimes we are responsible for, all the circumstances that we created for ourselves. But the cool thing is that we can move past that. We can change things around. It's like you come into an empty apartment and you begin to decorate. And you begin to put furniture here and there. And maybe you're not the best at it. Maybe the layout is completely off. It's not functional at all. Doesn't serve you. You can't have people over. Everything's a mess. There's no room for anything. Nothing has a place. But it's your environment. And you can rearrange the furniture. You can move things around. You can make it more functional, more aesthetically pleasing. You can get rid of what you no longer want or no longer serves you and bring in something that's new and functional. It doesn't matter where you get it from. What matters is that you brought it into your environment for a reason. And what are you currently bringing into your environment? And why are you bringing certain things into your environment? That is your space. And I truly believe that our minds are like that. You can make your mind as small as a room in a house that you're renting or as grand as a massive mansion, a compound. The bigger it is, the more furniture you have, right? The more you have to bring into this environment. So Are you going to be a little bit more simple and intentional about what you bring into your environment? Or are you going to go all out and just cram it with all kinds of things, things that are good, things that are not so good, and anybody can just come in and out. So just a little visual there for you, something to think about. Being your own hero is about standing up for yourself first. It's about advocating for yourself It's about knowing who you are, knowing who you are not, knowing your needs, your wants, your desires, and going after all of that. Understanding your passions and what fuels you completely and deeply. Understanding also what you're willing to give up in order to make room for something bigger, something better. Sometimes we don't add. Sometimes we have to replace. Man, it's a lot to think about. And it's also about setting goals for yourself. It doesn't matter how you get there. What matters is that you have clear goals, that you have ambition, that you are looking to become better than you were yesterday, and that you get to those goals, however you do, however you get there. You make it happen for yourself. And asking yourself too, do these goals align with my values? Do they align with my purpose? So now let's talk about your goals. What are your short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? How are these goals going to continue to shape your life, shape your values, and shape your circumstances? When we get through all of these things in our lives, we learn resilience. We learn to handle things better and better every time. We get to the point where maybe the hard things look easy on us because we've already done the work. And doing the work is a daily thing. Doing the work allows us to deal with setbacks and failures in a unique way, our own unique way. Sometimes we become influenced by other people, which is fine. Hopefully we're being influenced for the better, but we don't want to be influenced negatively. So ask yourself this question now, how do you typically deal with setbacks or failures? And what can you learn from a difficult experience that maybe you had before? What have you learned? What can you carry with you now to help you deal with another difficult experience that you may be dealing with today or that may come up for you in the future? And handling all of these things, learning all of these things about ourselves is also a way to cultivate compassion for yourself before you can show it to others. You become more empathetic because now you know what it's like to struggle. You know what it's like To act a certain way because maybe you were in pain. So you look at these people and their circumstances with compassion, and you might even notice that maybe they're trying. Maybe they're trying to come out of their circumstance, or maybe they're not. And think about how you were before your eyes were opened and before you decided to embark on this journey of self discovery and personal growth and development. We have to be compassionate with ourselves before we can be compassionate with other people. What can you do to understand somebody else's perspective in a better way with a different lens, with the lens of experience, resilience and compassion? This also allows us to learn a little bit more about ourselves and it allows us to develop that emotional intelligence, not just within ourselves, but in others, because being emotionally intelligent doesn't just mean that you're focused on you how you're reacting to situations and how you're dealing with everything that comes your way. But you're also aware of other people's emotions. And you know, for example, when to tone it down, when to be a little bit more firm, when to be the supporter, the encourager, when to be the mentor and when to be the person that needs to say, you know what, so-and-so, my friend, I love you and I don't think this is good for you. Or I love you and I see your massive potential and I think that maybe you're operating from a place of fear and maybe you need to just put yourself out there a little bit more. You never know what can happen. So it really does allow you to play both sides once you understand a little bit better. That's what emotional intelligence is like. I think that without having that emotional intelligence, developing it and still growing through it, I wouldn't be a coach. There's no way I would be such a sucky coach. But it's that self-awareness and that work that I have done within me that, thank God, allows me to do a little bit more, to see things differently, and to bring out the answers to those questions from people. And this is why it's important to continue to learn, to continue to educate yourself. Doing this will allow you to serve yourself in a better way and serve others. So my advice to you, if you'll take it. is to find a mentor, find a role model, find a coach. Who do you look up to and why? Answer that question right now. Maybe somebody's coming to mind. Maybe that somebody is Mary Massey. Maybe that somebody is someone that you see at the gym all the time or someone that you work with or maybe somebody who is already part of your family. What are the qualities that you love, that you recognize, that you admire in them? Because sometimes we see these things, we see these patterns in people And you're like, wow, I wish I could be a little bit more like them. You are able and capable of becoming that person. You are more than capable of acquiring those qualities and making them your own and spinning them in your own unique way that allows you to be who you were always meant to be. See, the things that we admire in others, we can definitely cultivate in ourselves. And also learning from those people's experiences. You know, this is one of the reasons why I say that coaching is the best shortcut to success. It's because we learn from somebody who has already been there and has done that and can help us navigate through all of those things. And as you do this, you're going to notice that you're becoming a leader within your own environment. Maybe you're already leading people. When you look at yourself in the mirror, maybe you're like, hmm, you know what? I'm a great leader. How awesome is that? Maybe you're already influencing positive change around you. Maybe you're striking up great conversations that are more about growth and change and positivity than negativity. You don't have to be a massive community leader to do this. You can do that within your family, within your friends. So how are you currently inspiring other people? And lastly, I want to leave you with this to celebrate your progress no matter how small it might be no matter how unworthy of sharing you think it is share it share it with people share it with the right people though because not everyone's going to have your best interest at heart not everyone is going to want to listen to you from a genuine place and that's okay you know don't feel bad about that those people are just not your people and that's why i said earlier that i am who i am with certain people because it's a safe space I can be myself. They have earned that privilege of seeing me as I am. And I'm grateful that I have also earned that privilege of seeing them as they are. It's a two-way street. So when you bring the best in others, it's because a lot of the times they are bringing out the best in you. And that's something truly beautiful and magical. And I don't think I've ever expressed These things to anyone, really. And that's why I have this podcast. So now I can tell you about these things, these deep things that I feel, that I think of. I'm celebrating that part of me. I'm celebrating my own growth, my own journey. And as the months and years continue to come, hopefully, I can grow into that person that I've always wanted to be, that person that I already am, that is already there. Yes. She's still brewing, so to speak. It does not come without self reflection. It doesn't come without practicing mindfulness. It doesn't come without prayer, without waiting for answers through meditation. So, we have to be mindful. We have to be introspective. We have to celebrate our progress. We have to develop that emotional intelligence, acknowledge our fears, reflect, grow, be resilient. So, my friend, I hope and pray that my words somehow landed and resonate and that I'm leaving you with something positive, something to look forward to as you continue through the year, as you grow through your own journey, as you look back and you feel gratitude for all that has been and look forward to all that will be with open arms and open hearts. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you for being here with me on Get Intentional with Mary. If you found this episode useful, go ahead and share it. Maybe somebody needs to hear these words. Sometimes it's easier to share the episode than to paraphrase it. And plus, you would be doing me a huge favor by continuing to spread the word about my podcast, which I would appreciate so very much. Also, did you know that I have a retreat coming up in March? That's right. We're going back to Costa Rica. This is going to be a trip to remember as we're going to be combining adventure with deep soul healing, wonderful conversations, Zumba, and so much more. If you'd like to learn more about this amazing trip, simply go to retreat.marymassy.com. I hope to see you there. Registration is still open for March 6th through 11th of 2024. With that, have yourself an amazing, beautiful, blessed day.